Hi. Hey, Andy. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling 10 times better than I did last episode. Did you, That's you not true. Nikki, I'm going to be honest. It feels like we haven't done one of these in a while. Well, what did we do last week? Last week was the bonus episode. Okay, and what we, did we do the week before? We did Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So it's just been two weeks. Yeah, it just feels like a while. Time is weird. I okay. Well, I can I can see that. Well, we've had we had a holiday in between, so that is true. Holidays do mess up things, you know. So I think, but but hey, we're back at it. Is this season four now? Five. Uh, four. This is five. Yeah. Hey, season five. What? Are we on season five? No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, we're on season four. No, one through ten was one. Eleven through twenty was two. 21 through 30 was 3, and then 31 through 40 was 4, and then 41 through 50 is 5. This is season 5. Huh. Well, I guess it's messing up my brain because it makes sense that we have done season four, but it doesn't make sense that we're in season five. Yeah, I guess. If, if, that, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because we're, we're at the beginning of it. So so my brain was, uh, yeah, but I guess, okay, fine, we're in season five. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun and awesome. Why the fuck is everyone texting me right now? I feel like, now, I, I don't want to sound like nostalgic, but I, I feel... I literally feel like it was just yesterday that I was give, sending you episode 39. <laughs> oh, but You're nostalgic what... for episode 39? <laughs> You're nostalgic for a month ago? Oh, but I guess 39 was Adele. Um, 39 was Adele's 25. Yeah, and then 36 was... So I guess I'm right. Thriller. I just... I... I just don't have the numbers in my head. Well, we're here now, so very well. Good job. Um, we're still here. Yeah. I wanna... Hey, this is... Yeah, what? what this might be cut out. So, allegedly, Nikki, today is the day that our t-shirt fundraiser is online, unless you have <laughs> thoughts against that. I don't have thoughts against it. I, I just don't know if they'll sell. Uh, yeah, but hey, so allegedly, listener, unless otherwise benounced, we're doing a custom ink fundraiser. Uh, for... Oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. We're doing a charity event. I mean, it's not so much an event so much as we want t-shirts made and we don't really care about the money. Uh, well, you don't care about the money. I want money, but it's okay. It's your thing. Maybe the next thing I'll get money. Sure. Um, but yeah, guys, we're doing the Grammy Boys logo t-shirt. Uh, I'm sure the link to that is somewhere in this episode. Do you want to you talk about what, what the charity is for or like how you came up with this idea? Yeah, so essentially I wanted to make t-shirts, uh, but to offset two men having a podcast about music, uh, we've decided to go for karm ca- neutral karma here, uh, and all the money that comes from the t- profit of the t-shirts goes to Girls Rock Rochester. And what is Girls Rock Rochester, Andy? Oh, I'm being interviewed now, Nikki. Uh, Girls go. Rock Rochester is a organization that uh, is an after-school, no, it's a summer program, it's a summer program that uh, helps girls and LGBTQ, LGBT, Alphabet Mafia youth. Uh, yeah. Uh, they help them uh, learn music. And it's got a lot of branches across the country. Uh, however, Rochester is the closest one to where me and Nikki live. Uh, so we're doing that. Oh, it's, it's a multiple chapter? Yeah, they have one in Chicago. They have chapters, um, I think, further west than that. Girls, girls Rock Chicago? Yeah. Girls Rock Toledo? I don't know if that's a thing. Anyway, we need to sell 23 of the shirts. 23? Uh, 23, yes. Okay. Uh, me and Nikki have, are probably going to be the first two sold. Yeah, just send me the link. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't go live until the day this episode is out. 
Uh, I think we get a month to sell all the shirts, I think. That's almost one a day. Yes. Uh, hopefully we have, we, we might get a little desperate towards the middle there. Uh, but you know, hey, if you got 25 extra bones plus shipping and tax, uh, hey, maybe, maybe do a solid and Should- get yourself a Grammy Boys logo t-shirt. Should I share it on Facebook? <laughs> you can certainly try. <laughs> I honestly, Andy, if I shared it on Facebook, where like my real, where I'm like, I guess you could say like I'm my most, like, private citizen self. Sure. Um, I feel like I would actually get like a sizable number of people to buy it, but also we would get like. A small tick and new listeners could be like, "Oh, what's Nikki up to? Oh, he's so, got a so, podcast." So, Nikki, uh, I've noticed that you don't t- retweet the episodes anymore. Yeah, it's because uh, I'm like not on Twitter. Yeah, I've also noticed that since you've stopped retweeting the episodes, listenership has gone down. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, for as All long right. as this fundraiser is going, uh, guess who's retweeting the episodes? I'll 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 do the retweets. No, it's okay. I, you know, if I'm being honest, Andy, I, I'm not, I'm not out of Twitter. I kind of check it like every day, but I really don't, I don't know. I just stop engage. I've stopped engaging. Like I'll like things now and again. I feel, I think, um, if I can be honest with you, Andy, I, I kind of made like a, a pact with myself that when I moved back, uh, to New, to, to upstate New York, that I would stop be going on Twitter so I could work on my album, um, and so I stopped tweeting, like, entirely, and I stopped going on Twitter for a while. Uh, but then I started going back on Twitter, and I got busier, so I, I wasn't working on the album as much. Um, but I still, I never got back in the habit of tweeting. So that's where we're at right now. So, that so, is unfortunate. Well, so I could go back into it. I don't know. I feel like I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So R- Regardless, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it, back, damn it. All right. uh, yeah, hey. We're gonna we're doing a fundraiser for Girls Rock Rochester. Uh, they're a cool organization. Uh, yeah. Even hey, you know if, even if you listen to us just because you hate us, support a, a charity. Give us money buy. so we can support charity. Yeah, you know, t-shirts can be used for many things. You can use them for rags. You can use them as a shirt. You can give it to your dog. You can wash your dog off after they go through the mud. You can give it to like. Your uncle for Christmas? You can. I don't eat know if these will be done by Christmas. No, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, hey, Nikki, what do we normally do on this podcast other than? Oh wait, it's also the first piece of Nikki Kulai merch ever. So. <laughs> Fuck. I need to get once merch. in a lifetime opportunity. First piece of Nikki Kulai merch is going to be for his podcast. I think hey, that's funny. Hey, special offer to anyone that knows me in person. If if you care so much about having Nikki Kulai merch, I'll sign the damn thing. If you give me, if you meet me in person and give me the shirt, I'll. <laughs> hey, I'll sign it too. For free, yeah. I'll buy. If you buy the shirt and then meet me and bring the shirt in person, and you're someone I already know, I will buy you a medium coffee there you go there you go um so yeah there this you offer go. is only valid if you mention this episode of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> please please support charity and it's only decaf well you know that's that's andy's co- that's andy's they don't uh, they don't get to be picked hey nikki what do we normally do on this podcast <laughs> i don't know we 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 uh we have a cold open we shoot the shit um we we uh we talk and then i guess we talk about music for like a little bit but then we just kind of sidetrack and derail and then talk about life or or something else or or we let the the guests talk about whatever they want and then we get into a retrospective introspective conversation and then sure. it, it kind of devolves into talking about our own egos and stuff okay anyway we talk we about to. we talk about the grammys nikki <laughs> specifically yeah. album of the year yeah what about it uh, I don't know. <laughs> you want to hey, talk about this album of the year? I guess. God damn, I gotta, I gotta get out of Facebook now. You do this to me every time, Andy. Andy, I have a question for anyway, you. Anyway, yeah. What's up? <laughs> sounded, <laughs> sounded very excited to, to hear that question. Um, 
this is just a like a, a silly aside, but do you have you ever wanted to, or have you strongly considered uh, donating to uh, Wikipedia? I think about it every single time. I, they have I, single-handedly given us this show. The show would not exist without Wikipedia. I, I, I mention it because today I was on Wikipedia a bit, and they're, I, I feel like they've gotten a little more, um, they've they've gotten a little more smart, or or even assertive, you could say, with their, uh, with their ask. Um, but I think it's just because people don't pay. Well, obviously. Um, but I, I'm just looking at the, at the, at, at the album that we're going to talk about today. And there's a big, big notification at the top that says, hi reader. This is the eighth time we've interrupted your reading recently. <laughs> and this is just on, on the computer I'm on now. Um, but like, you know, it's just not something that I've really thought of. Well, it's not something that I like prioritize as something that I like to pay. Cause it's like on the internet, you know, but I think that I think people should pay. I mean, it's basically f- like just free, free, free knowledge. You know, that crowdsourced user inputted knowledge, um, which can be good sometimes and bad some other times. But like by and large, like people use Wikipedia and I mean, yeah, just to, just to get an idea of what a thing is. You know, yeah. I mean, so. it's fucked. <laughs> is that all you're gonna say? I don't know, man. Like, I don't have a lot of money. I, I spend I, it all maybe, on stuff. Well, uh, maybe I'll give, like, five bucks or ten bucks. Sure. You you have five bucks to give. That's just a cup of decaf. I get coffee for free at my job. Uh, anyway. Do? This week, Nikki, we listened to... Come Fly... Shit, I already messed it up. You've messed it up. <laughs> uh, Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Uh, yes, released, the 2003 winner. Released February 26, 2002. Yes, uh, 2003, it was uh, nominated, and it beat out The Eminem Show by Eminem, Very Home by The Chicks, Nellyville by Nelly, and The Rising by Bruce Springsteen. All of whom are... Uh, Notable names? Musicians. Yes. Well... <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what, is that when I saw Nelly, I, I was like, oh, Nelly, huh? But I, I realized that I was thinking of the wrong person. Nelly is a, uh, rapper, um, and I was thinking of, of Nelly Furtado, uh, who, who, who's made some very good, uh, 2000s pop music. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised, uh, well, I'm glad that Eminem got nominated. I've not listened to the Eminem show. Um, nor do I think is that his most, one of his more celebrated records. Um, a song Superman, I think that's, that's a good one. Um, but, uh, Springsteen, I mean, that's Springsteen. And, uh, the Dixie Chicks, they won eventually. (laughs) It's just interesting, uh, like, the stuff that gets released some years. Because, like, if you go back to, like, 1985, you had Purple Rain and Born in the USA nominated up against fucking Can't Slow Down by Lionel Richie. And I then think, yeah. This year, it's just like, I mean, I guess this deserve. I guess this is music. Like, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think, I think what you just mentioned, Andy, uh, highlights just how we kind of look at time differently. Uh, or, or just kind of the skewed way we look at time, because like I feel like we would uh, we would naturally assume that uh, Purple Rain and Born in the USA are from like two different eras of music. Sure. And really, they happened at the same time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I so yeah, this is just a weird blend of um, all of the weird pockets of music that we're going. And you have some country with the Dixie Chicks, or I guess now the Chicks. Um, you have rap with Eminem and Nelly. Uh, I'm guessing Bruce Springsteen is more, he was more rock or roots, roots oriented. And then Nora Jones, which is a kind of like a singer songwriter, jazzy type of, type of album. Um, so a lot of, so a lot of, a lot of variation here, but, um, not much, uh, this is a weird year actually. I mean, yeah, nothing that I'm like, oh, that, uh, yeah. 
I, was this the I year think... that they put Shrek in the audience? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, was, that, Nikki, was I... that the Oscars? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I will say, I think at some point I mentioned that I either had listened to this record before or that I liked this record. I have no memory of this record before this listening to this. So a quick addendum to this podcast. I don't even remember you saying that. So addendum accepted. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, advance. so... Uh, going to the album art, Nikki. How do you think about the album art? It's just plain. It's just plain two thousands album art. Yeah, I mean it's uh, fine. Um, to to give a description, uh, it's Nora Jones, uh, in profile, uh, looking to her, looking at something to her side. Uh, I, there's some kind of purple background behind her, I think. Um, and then in the top left corner, you have. Nora, the, the text Nora Jones in, like, nice, what I would describe as, like, 2000s quirky text. Camp. Quirky. Say. Yeah, it's like, because it's like, it looks handwritten, but it's also, like, kind of Disney, you know? Sure. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's nothing that I would write home about. It, it looks like, well, I'll tell you what, Andy, it looks like an album, like, the cover looks like it, it's, it's like, a, just, like, one of those regular albums you know of just like kind of c-list d-list artists that like they're just trying to get like it's yeah, like a poor personality cover it kind of looks like the adele cover to be honest with you i was thinking that too now that i see it i have my apple music in front of me yeah see adele. um it's it's kind of similar to the adele one but like i i feel like the adele one well maybe i'll be eating, eating these words in a in a decade or two but i feel like the adele one has a little bit more uh, substance behind it or also like the just the the detail in that one but sure we shouldn't compare but anyway yeah. um yeah it's just it's just like it it's a cover it's nothing nothing tells me anything about the record it's just whatever so so nikki before we go into the track listing uh yes. i was doing some wikipedia digging i know exactly what you're going to say because i also would you also her father yes yes is Former featured on this show on a couple occasions, Ravi Shankar. Yeah, our, our yeah. boy Ravi. Which um, is very interesting. Show. Yeah, I wish. Uh, uh, <laughs> you wish. Uh, uh, but the interesting part comes, in fact, from... Uh, he had an affair. <gasps> oh, I didn't read that far into it. Oh, he had an affair and uh, with, I believe... Nora Jones's mother, obviously. And that is... Yeah, he had an affair with uh, concert producer Sue Jones, which led to the birth of Nora Jones. He separated from his wife and lived with them until 1986. Interesting. Which, fun little late 70s drama uh, in the music industry. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. Well, but they turned out okay in the end. I guess, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, um, yeah. They both have I, Grammys. They both have Grammys. I I find it interesting, Andy. Just before we talk about this record, uh, this is this is um Nora Jones's debut record. Interesting. I did not know that. This is her her first record. She released it in two thousand two, and she's had a slew of records. Just just counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She's had eight total records. One came out uh this year, Andy, in October, um. Can you guess what kind of uh I'm looking at it right it now. It is a Christmas album. I Dream of Christmas. Yeah, let's Damn it. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter how far how many artists exist. There's just always going to be a Christmas album. Next year baby look for the Nikki Kulai Christmas album. Oh my god. I would I the only the only way I would ever do a holiday album is if it was like seek like just talking about the dread of Christmas. Um or like maybe come up with some some like horror story about Santa Claus being devoured by reindeer. Or you could just like um, do covers. Yeah, yeah. You want me to do some buble for you, Andy? Like it's beginning to look a lot like. Yeah, I'm not the. I'm not a crooner. All right, I'm not a. Okay, sorry, sorry you hate Christmas. Nikki the Grinch. Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. You can't accuse me of that yet. I um, can. I'm gonna kill it you. It is December. This episode comes out 
December. Nope. December 13th. Are no, you... December 6th. I'm dyslexic. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Have Do you, What what's your thoughts on getting into the Christmas or holiday spirit? Uh, I don't like, work retail this year, uh, so it has been since Halloween ended. Really? Okay. Yes, the Chris Farron Christmas album, Like a Gift from God or whatever, has been on repeat. Really? Okay. That's interesting. Um, I, I do feel like we talked about this before, but just as a refresher, I find... I usually don't start thinking about it until December 1st, which is as of recording today. Um, so put on the Christmas set. I put up some lights uh, on my porch today uh, just for fun. Um, but I don't know how to, but I don't know how to like turn them off without unplugging them. Like it has like a button, but like, I don't know if it's like a timer anyway. So yeah, that, so I'm only, I'm, I'm only, uh, in the Christmas spirit, um, during daylight hours. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) What do you mean? Let me live my life. Anti-Christmas. Hey, can we talk about the damn record? No, I don't want to, because I have nothing to say. Yeah, so, um, Nikki, this was a, uh, folk jazz record, I guess? Yeah, like, I'd say you have folk, you have jazz, you have singer-songwriter, you have, I wouldn't call it pop by any means, even though the, the Wikipedia describes it as acoustic pop. Um, I would describe it, if I did have to describe it, I would probably label it under vocal, uh vocal jazz or classical pop. Yeah. Um, it's not like full on pop. Like there's not as much, there's not like solos or anything uh, or sorry, it's not full on pop. It's not full on jazz. Uh, Cause there's not like a bunch of jazz solos or like crazy, you know, things going on. It's a much, it's much smoother. Like it's much more. It's relaxing. like coffee shop music. Yeah. Like it reminds me, um, it has like a new age element to it just without all of like the, the new the age, like, yeah, the beat boops, you know, like, I, as I was listening to it, I was like, this is kind of like if Enya did, like, acoustic. <laughs> okay. Like that one? Um, yeah, so, like, I, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised it, it seems to have gotten so many positive reviews. Um, well, you know, well, here's here's the positives. I'll start. Here's here's the pros. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and, yeah, I really, I, we can kind of go track by track but um they all kind of sound the same they have the same vibe well 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 well, well, i wouldn't say that they sound the same i don't think that's a fair assessment i'd say that they all actually sound very distinct from each other the problem is is that i mean it's just it's it's jazz guys sure (laughs) well so so what i'll say is that um probably the thing that uh that is the most redeeming quality of this record is Nora Jones's voice. Um, she does have an immaculate uh, voice. Like it's, she's clearly very. Um, she she has a beautiful voice and and she performs extremely well. It's very dynamic too. I noticed listening. Like it, it seems like she just has the knack about her that she just has very big control of her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like there's nothing. You, I don't know if you found anything, any, but there's nothing about this record that was like that I disagreed with, stylistically or sure. like sonically. Like it, no, nothing sounded offensive. It no, just no. Sounded like it was, but if I'm being honest, it was mo- more neutral. You know, really. Kind of- I mean, Nikki, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up, put my horse ahead of the car. I, re- I did like sure. this record. I'd say it's probably the best jazz record we've listened to. Oh, what uh, the hell? <laughs> I wouldn't. I think it's very well produced and mixed. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go out of the way and herald it as, you know, the best record we've listened to on the show. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think that it's, I think it's wor- got, a, a, I think it's got some pretty good merits behind it. Uh, I, well, even well you talk I, about it. You tell me what you think about it. Uh, okay. Well, before, uh, instrumentally, it's got acoustic guitar, acoustic bass, uh, brushes on the drum set. Uh, oh, I think it actually has a couple, I think it has a couple acoustic guitars. Uh, there were a couple songs where my right ear was very lonely. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, uh, it's, 
I mean, that's pretty much what the entire record sounds like. It's mostly mid medium tempo songs. Uh, there, there's not a whole lot of effects going on. Like there, every now and again, you'll get reverb on her vocals or delay on the guitar in the right ear. And it's just, it's fine. It's fine. It's a fine record. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got anything to add to it? Um, I'm just now looking at the track list. She didn't really write a lot of these songs. Um, I don't think they're covers. I think there's a couple covers, but um, I think she only wrote three of the three of the fourteen songs. Not that 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 uh that's anything against her, but um. Just something I, I I like to take note of. Um, I I don't know. It's, this this I I I disagree with you that um that you that you said this is the best uh jazz album that we've listened to. One because it's not all that jazz, but also um as we know as we know from Sinatra Timber, we have very different <laughs> opinions on jazz sometimes. Yeah. So. Uh, I I will have to disagree with you there, my friend. Um, but I will say it was not once again. It was not a terrible listen. Um, we have had much worse. We have had much worse. I was listening to it in the, in the car today, and um, it it made nice driving music. You know, kind of kept gave me a level head. <laughs> you know, which you can't always do on the Syracuse Turnpike, <laughs> or sure. whatever it's called. Highway, um, throughway, whatever the fuck. It's all this uh, road, uh, granite, um, asphalt, pain. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about like some songs, Andy? There, there are like I could say maybe a few that I like to mention that like I, I that spoke to me, but like otherwise, I don't really have a lot to say. Like in uh, depth, since I've yeah, got a few songs that I think specifically I would like to highlight. All right, why don't you go in order, and I'll see if I if I have anything to add. Uh, so the first one that I really liked was the second song. Uh, nope, the third song, Cold, Cold Heart. Uh, mm. I think this was a very peaceful song, very somber. Uh, it had some snaps, and the piano on it was very elegant and peaceful. Uh, yeah, I think it was... Uh, I, don't, I didn't th necessarily not like the first two songs, but I think the first, or the third song, was when I really started to perk up and maybe, like, hey, maybe this could be a good record. Uh, I will mm. say I did really get lost once the B-side rolled around. I think I had kind of seen everything that this album had to show me. Really? Really? Okay. Uh, next, uh, the title track, Come Away With Me. Uh, I thought that yeah. was a very pretty track. I didn't take I did like that on one. It. Uh, it was... That was, the, that was the first one written by, by Nora Jones, yes. by the way. Uh, I do think that's when it... I start the the balance from folk and jazz started to lean more to the jazz side around this point in the record. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, you know. Uh, other than that, uh, I think "Turn Me On" is a pretty good song. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's about it. I I don't I don't have too much else to say about this album. It's a good album. It's a good album. Uh, I think it is worth the forty five minutes. It's not the longest thing. Even if, if even if you guys are only doing a passive listen, I think you might get something out of it. Really, that's so interesting. You, wow. Okay. Nikki hates um, music. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, my I had a couple songs that I'll mention. I did like "Come Away with Me." I I did like a few of the opening tracks. I couldn't tell you which one, but I did like some of them. Um, I did around come away with me realize which is the fifth track out of 14 i realized like that all of the music would sound basically stylistically the same yeah and in in my, my ears anyway and so i was i was kind of losing my just like my uh sense of time you could say uh because then track six shoot the moon I really, honest to God, Andy, thought it was, like, a six-minute track. Because um, it just kept going on and on. And, like, these songs don't really, like, develop. Well, sure. they develop, but, like, they don't kind of, they don't climax, you know? They, it's kind of like we're in the same vibe for three, three, three and a half minutes. Um, so you don't really know, like, where you really are. 
Um, like, could you, are you in a verse? Are you in a chorus? Is there a bridge happening? Like, I, I didn't well, really feel that. It definitely has first album syndrome in that regard then, where it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, you, you wrote these songs. Good job. Yay. Yay. And that, that's not even a bad thing. Uh, like people, I know people can get self-conscious about their songs. Uh, yeah. and you know, yeah, you, you don't got to reinvent the wheel when writing songs. Sure. Uh, sure. you know, but you know, the people we record for Nikki, um, don't win Grammys. So they could, I would love it if they, they did. Cause then we'd make money. Uh, and I, then we'd I'll be able to <laughs> eventually watch, watch me, Andy, watch me. Um, I'm waiting with bated breath, pal. Uh, but yeah. what, well, I guess I, 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 it is her first record. It's her first album. And so maybe you could have pulled some punches on it before it was 2003 album of the year. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's 2003 album of the year and it's, Got the same award that Taylor Swift and Frank Sinatra and Adele and fucking U2 have won. And that's not necessarily a good thing, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, yeah. Some of them are artists I enjoyed. Some of them are U2. Um, but if you're... I, I don't know. These are some of the most important albums of all time, and also Come Away With Me. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just weird that this award... This isn't a weird award. Like, fucking... The first family is here too. I feel like we reiterate this uh, thesis every episode. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Every every episode, we're like, uh, "Wow, you know, the Grammys are such a weird award. Like, album of the year. It's not even like that's crazy, you know." <laughs> hey, like what's happening here? I feel like that's us every week. <laughs> Not every week. So I think the weeks we get like Sgt. Peppers and Thrillers and 21 and Graceland is like, hey, this is a good album. Album of the year right here. And then we get yeah. the first family and the button down Maybe. mind. Yeah. Oh, well, let's not let's not bring up the button down mind, huh? Um, uh, I just wanted to, a couple more tracks I wanted to highlight. I thought Painter Song was really cute. It was a little short, but. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the metaphor or the analogy of being a painter. Um, uh, once again, I don't really know what the song is about. I just liked the the word paint. Um, Nightingale. Uh, I think that's a bird. Um, and uh, I don't know. It sounded cool. I thought this was like the closer track because I thought it was just a 12 track album. At first. I, I also, yeah. Um, so it, it did feel like a good closer, but um the 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 actual closer the nearness of you i think was okay um and then the long day over i thought there was like some sort of like effect on the guitar or like chorusing or something going on i don't really remember because i don't really remember this album um i know i sound really bitter or that i'm i'm or perhaps i sound flippant sure um i think you know andy i i know um I know what you said about reinventing the wheel just earlier, but I feel like what bothers me about this album is that it doesn't feel at all ambitious or inventive. Uh, even with the genre or the style of music that it is presenting itself in, um, and I would even argue cornering itself in, I think it it doesn't... Uh, she doesn't allow her music to really grow or expand. Um, to me, Andy, this record in some spots reminded me a lot of Carol King's Tapestry. Uh, sure. In that, like, in some, with some like singer songwriter elements, in that, like, not a lot is going on. I think it has the same uh, pros and cons, similar pros and cons. Um, I would call this like the Gen X. Uh, the Gen X version of Tapestry. Uh, uh, that's how Na I feel. Nikki, one thing I think I don't, we don't mention enough on this show, uh, as much as I try to, is we really have robbed ourselves with the context of the state of music uh, mm -hmm. when this was released. Because you got to remember, after the 90s and going into the early 2000s, music kind of imploded on itself. Uh, what was popular what? at the time was not what was Grammy-ready. You had the rise of pop punk and mm. oh, okay uh, hyper see. polished pop with that where the it was just synths and all that <laughs> so I, I, I do think that this is you know that song you know that song Andy? no 
you know, the refrigerator door. You know the song with Gwen Stefani? It's called... If anyway, I escape, escape. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say here, Nikki, is yeah. Um, you know, this one the year before Speaker Box did, and mm-hmm. the year after the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack did. Ironically, this is the first time, by the way, listeners, where we've done a chron- chronological order, and it isn't uh, and and it isn't uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, which is kind of cheating. Uh. What? It's cool. It's the first time we've picked an album the year after. No, no, no yeah. it's funny. It's funny. Anyway. Um, uh, I just, well, I, I, I think you're right, Andy. This was a um, big departure from what was popular at the time. I just, I just feel like, yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I feel like we're in agreement to some way because my issue with this being the Grammy win is that it's not, it's not, uh, it's not pushing the envelope in any way. But from your argument that you've just presented with, with like pop punk and and um, uh, this the the sort of underground in, uh, genres, the the indie genres that were starting to pop up that would eventually become more mainstream, um, I think that the the general industry wasn't ready to the music industry wasn't ready to embrace it accept yeah embrace accept and and um look favorably upon that kind of music um i mean yeah like look at other stuff that was winning around this time we had how to dismantle an atomic bomb dixie chicks uh and then fucking robert plant and it was all it was i feel like this was a time period where the grammys were just doing legacy awards because they weren't with the times uh, and then going into the 2010s when you get, like, Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars and Beck and Mumford and & Sons. Beck. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. Um, this was just the Grammys lagging behind, essentially. Yeah, that, I think that's how I feel. I Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know if that's necessarily a discredit to this album or a discredit to Nora Jones. I think, if anything, it just means know. that she made quality music that was acceptable to old people. Yeah, l- listen. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to say that I didn't like this album. I, it's gonna get a meet a, like a lukewarm score, but like it's not the. It's not a bad record by any means. Like they clearly put work into it. Nora Jones and and um her collaborators. Uh, I think what I just like about the concept, not not in practice, but in theory, Andy. Um, what I what I kind of think of as record of the year should be something that like really changed changes the game, you know, or or uh introduces an idea to the public uh that that really makes people just explore music in a in a broader way. Uh you know, like you can you can give an example as recent as Billie Eilish in that like you saw the music that like um uh when we all fall asleep where do we go like that was incredibly groundbreaking for pop music you know sure but then you you can take it all the way back to sergeant peppers that was incredibly brand, uh, groundbreaking for rock music nikki gave that uh, album a 36 everyone remember a 36 i listen we're not talking about my opinions i'm just saying that that's it was a good you had that way too quick i just Okay, oh, my bad, it. a 34. He gave it a 34. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I think we are very much so in agreement on this, though, Nikki. Yeah, I, I, I think so. So that means we can stop talking about it. Sure. Um, give it a score. So, so I'm going to, since you said, I, what, what did I give the Sergeant Peppers? You gave it a 34. Then this has to get a, at least a 32. You're giving it a 32? I'm going to give it a 32. It's really, it, I was thinking of a 30, a low 30. Um... Uh, it's not a. It's just an album. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Like it is an album. It's not. I feel like this is on par with. Like you go to, like. I think they do this. Like, you go to like a Barnes and Noble, and I think it's in. I think when you go to like the Starbucks and Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. they still sell like CDs like at the counter. Um, I don't know if it's like Barnes and Noble and Starbucks, but it's like, 
there's like coffee sh- like cafes where like they have what's playing on the sure. on the yeah. on the on the speakers and they have like the CD disc and it's just like some record uh, you know uh Nikki I will say I do think I really like this record a bit more than you based solely off of the score That's fine. Uh, hey, no, that's but fine. like I do agree like this is like background music to a cafe. Uh I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that I don't know if that was the intent but for what it is to me as being you know, nice, relaxing music. I would probably put this on and then read a book. Uh, and I do think at some point I probably will come back to this record, honestly. Uh, yeah. It might, you know, maybe in six Strong months. Strong words for a liberal. Maybe in six months it'll grow on me and I'll like it a lot more when we finish up this. Uh, but, Nikki, I did give it a 44. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, that evens it out to a 38, which is what we gave. Oh, brother, where art thou? Funny, funny. Really? That yeah. is funny. That um, is kind of funny. Anyway, yeah, good record. Uh, Nikki, next week is a guest episode. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, Ben Kratz, has agreed to be on it, and we're going to be doing... Uh, did he text you back? He did. Uh, oh. <laughs> we're going to be I doing... thought you were just, like, pre-recording that in case he... He did. <laughs> We're gonna be doing Morning Phase by Beck, the 2014 winner. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for this. Uh, I do like Beck a lot. I've listened to, a, I think this record. I might be thinking of a different record. Either way, uh, I've listened to a lot of Beck before. Uh, so I'm excited to have Ben on and talk about that. Ben has been referenced multiple times on this show. So, um. I just want to say, Andy, I'm 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 excited to listen to this album, um, mostly because I I think there's a lot of controversy around around this album with who it with who he uh, beat out. Um, Good thing we have a whole show to talk about that next week. Well, I just I um okay a whole show to talk about it. Well, next wait, week. I just want wait I wait I just want to see who it is just so I can remember if I need to be mad. Um, you know how the internet works. Oh, not the 2014 winner, by the way. My apologies. 2015. 2015. Yes. 2014 was Daft Punk. Oh. Maybe it wasn't back. Or maybe it wasn't this year. Well, it did beat out. We'll get to it next week. (laughs) Find out what it beat out next time. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at some of these, though, it's just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm content with this. Uh, Anyway, Nikki. What? Okay, whatever. Nick, what? Nick, what? Hi. Hey, buddy, what's up? I don't know. Uh, what have you been listening to? Oh, boy. Um, I did finally get around to listening to Red Taylor's version. Ooh, what did you think? I didn't listen to it, but I want to know what you... A- Andy, I actually really liked it. I really, really? enjoyed it. I-, um, I found a tweet... I found a tweet a couple weeks ago that said something along the lines of... Um, uh, I didn't realize uh, the cure for de- depression was doing all of the things that you did in middle school, but in your twenties. <laughs> uh, no, that is pretty much right. Well, I feel like I've lately been doing things that, like, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to buy into the tweet, but I feel like listening to Taylor Swift is kind of evident of like that was very much a middle school era thing for me, and so. Although I didn't listen to it back then, that's when I really knew about her. And so to like kind of witness that, um, I think is really, really funny. Mm-hmm. So um it was a good it was a good listen. I really liked it. There was Andy a an album that I listened to on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um I found uh, the, there's there's this meme that I saw, which is my favorite genre is the YouTube recommended genre, where but it sounds like it's just like albums that are like uploaded to YouTube and that's how you find them. Um, and that's how I found this album by friend of the show, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Uh, yeah. He has an album, Stoneflower. Uh, Stoneflower, uh, which is which is more bossa nova. Um, we love some bossa nova on this show. I, I know how much you love your bossa nova, Andy. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, get gets Gilberto is one of those things that I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump that up given the opportunity at the end. It was a good, that was a good time. It was a good time. Um, 
yeah, so so uh, I listened to that. Um, otherwise, let me just check my uh, my uh, my four my my recently played. Uh, I know that the Apple Music um, replay is going to be coming up. Andy, have you done your Spotify rap? Yes, I was going to talk about that for my stuff. Okay. Um, oh, oh, oh! I I didn't put that in my in my thing. Um, wait, one more. Uh, sorry. Um, I didn't put it in my. Jeez, oh, let me just write it in so I don't forget later. Uh, Andy, I listened to this band um, that I got into over the weekend thanks to our buddy Tim, friend of the show, yes. real friend of the show, Tim Brenner. Actual um, person who we know in real life and have hugged recently. Yes. Uh, our buddy Tim came up this weekend to uh, record some music. He was the first uh, first person, uh, first client, you could say, uh, quote unquote, that has come into my studio to record music that, that wasn't me. Um, and so I felt really good about that. I had a great time. Andy was there. Uh, Andy, you helped so much. And Sure, I was there, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound like you weren't there. Um, Wink. Okay. Well, I had a great time. And uh, while, while uh, when you left Andy, um, me and Tim were just hanging out. And... Uh, we were we had we were, we had the telly on and he showed me this band called Turnstile. Woo! You listen to Turnstile? I listened to Turnstile. We watched a concert. We watched a video concert on YouTube. It was like an hour long thing. It was of a concert that they did just a couple weeks ago, um, and I we saw some music from them. And then the day after, I listened to their most recent album that they released this year, Glow On. And uh, wow, like what a what a, an amazing record! I like I haven't heard um, some. I, I've needed some like aggressive, hardcore like punk rock, noisy abrasive music. Like I've needed that, um, and I'm so glad that I got to I got to listen to it. Thank you, Tim, because uh, that was a great album. And that's that's the, I think that's all that that I that I've been listening to. So there you go. All right. Uh, I have some older stuff that I want to, you know, put out there into the universe. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You're so greedy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Please. Uh, so, firstly, uh, I don't know. I might have, honestly, this this record came out before this podcast started, uh, but I feel like I may have mentioned it before. If so, you give it another listen. If not, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> here's what oh, yeah. you do by Jake McKelvey and the Countertops. Um, they are a smaller band. Um but I really like them a whole lot. Uh, I listened to them a whole bunch in college. Uh, their second album, Solid Chunks of Energy, uh, I listened to pretty much nonstop uh, sophomore into junior year. Uh, mm. But, you know, I think they're just a great band. Uh, I mean, they're definitely my specific style of, like, folk punk indie rock guys. Uh, so, mm. <laughs> uh, I, not... Proceed with caution, grain of salt, whatever you want to say. Uh, secondly, Nikki, uh, mm. if I can fucking... Uh, let me introduce my friends from I'm From Barcelona. Uh, that is a 2006, I want to say, like, indie big band, I guess. Uh, it's, a, it's indie. It's indie. It's more of me. Uh, it's a great record. Very hipstery, very good. Uh, uh yes. Uh, anyway, Spotify Wrapped. Nikki, I know you're not a Spotify user. No, but we do have uh, a much inferior product called the uh, Apple Music Replay. Boo! Well, you know, I actually I just found out about it uh, last year. <laughs> I just found out about it. Um, I I first learned about it last year and um. It's not it's not as like colorful, I'll admit, but like I still like it's nice to see that it's like tracking like what I'm doing. It's nice so. to see that they're collecting I, your data. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck. Anyway, I guess uh I wanted to Nikki, guess what album was uh entire album was on my top one hundred songs? Oh, um Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah, get which album though, Nikki? Ska Dream. Yeah, I'm predictable. Uh, you had, it was pretty much just all ska. 
Uh, I got introduced to a new genre that I didn't know was a genre that evidently is my number one genre called bubble grunge. <laughs> what? Uh, evidently, such bands as Nana Grizzle, Laura Stevenson, Rat Boys, a uh, bunch of stuff that I listen to falls into that category. Never. What is what is bubble grunge? I could not tell you with a gun to my head what that fucking means. It, is that what Spotify calls it? That's what Spotify calls like my primary source of music. So I would not call Laura Stevenson bubble grunge i listen i would she has one song where she screams mm-hmm. uh let's see the rest else. are very tame song uh, plenty of pieces. bands i've talked about before are on here remember sports kississippi diet sig uh adult mom charlie bliss weekend friends mannequin pussy pom-pom how's Squad, adult mom doing pop along uh they're doing good uh my i did i tell you that me and stevie are friends on nintendo nintendo switch <laughs> You, you, did, you did tell yes. me that, yeah. Me and my good friend Stevie Knipe from Adult Mom, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to be trading some villager recipes. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think Are they... Are you playing that? Not as much. Are you playing much. Animal Crossing? Uh, I have so okay. many other games that I'm playing right now. I Yeah, I, 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 I checked in recently, and all my villagers like, you've been gone for like four months. <laughs> uh, regardless, yeah. Uh, Spotify wrapped. I don't know what the fuck Bubble Grunge is, uh, but my top five artists were... Jeff Rosenstock, Nana Grizzle, The Front Bottoms, Modern Baseball, and Chris Farron. And then I, all five um, of my top five songs were off of Scott Dream. I think it would be funny, Andy, if I did my Spotify wrapped. Um, can I do that right now? No, because this episode is already longer than I wanted it to be. Okay, but um, I can't find it. Never mind. <laughs> Um, can I end the episode or is there anything else you want to talk about? And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at the Grammy boys. You can follow Nikki on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki cool. maybe he'll actually start tweeting once our t-shirt goes up. You can buy our t-shirt link in the description of this very episode and probably on our Twitter as well. And as well as on Nikki's Twitter, right? Nikki. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Follow this podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever else fine podcasts are served. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It puts a big old smile on my face. Nikki, end the episode. All right. So on Spotify, there is a playlist by someone named Weston Marsh titled Songs That Compare Relationships to War. And the cover is that text with Putin's face on it. So I just wanted to say, give the songs that compare relationships to war playlist a Grammy. Thank you and good night. And yes, Andy, you have to type all that out on the spreadsheet. I hate you. You can abbreviate it, but you got to type something. Good night.